Not sure how many goals Riley Harbottle will get in his career. It, it certainly wasn't a bullet header, but yeah. it found the net somehow. It was funny, it didn't seem to go in clean. I think it was a double sort of hit somewhere. Uh, JJ was half saying it hit him as well, so we're not quite sure, but I think Riley's claiming it. Wiley certainly is claiming it, Nigel, because we've been paid out already. Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to this Friday's Anytime Notebook. Good evening, John. Good evening. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a goal being taken off you, but that, that's good news. We'll yeah, that's, out it. that's it. Just, um, yeah, um, withdraw as quickly as you can. Experience tells us anything. It's, with goal scores, just as soon as it's in the account, withdraw it before someone tries to, to take it off you. Um, all of which is a long-winded way of saying, hey, we had another winner last week, which is good. 20 to 1 Riley Harbottle. Um, I had to stop looking extremely smug as fellow uh, goal scorer backers looked on at Stoke uh, last week. You've got to keep your eyes and ears open listening to this podcast, John, because you also had a good shout for Alan Morley as well, which I know we didn't put up, but didn't pass without notification when he when he scored for Bolton last weekend as well. You were, you were quite keen on him, weren't you? Yeah, a little bit frustrating, but the price wasn't quite there. As I said on the pod, I couldn't see... Wickham really conceding many, and they concede three. So, what does that what does that tell you? Is that <laughs> um, I, th- I think you've noticed some uh, transfers come through this week. One of which, while we're talking about Wickham, was was Alfie Mawson, who's um, yeah, he's gone missing in action a bit for the for for the last year. Really, he didn't. I don't think he kind of made many many starts for. Where was he? Was he Fulham in the Championship and? Yeah. Um, yeah, but anything else? I know a couple of kind of transfers caught your eye, but you'll recap on a week as we like to do on a, you know, before we start with the punting action on a Friday. Your, your thoughts? Obviously, we had Carabao Cup in the week and it's been a good week for you. You were at Sutton, uh, Doncaster last weekend, probably important to say. Any 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 notes in the notebook for, for Sutton? Yeah, I was, mate. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great game quality-wise. Sutton absolutely battered the first half. Could have been four or five up. Um, Donovan Wilson could have had four in the first half and that's not an exaggeration so I did actually back him at 150s in the week just as a flyer because he's got that potential and he's listed among the never play, never score and never will score mob now so that price is still there which is fine because he'll probably play most of the season Uh, whether he can win it I doubt but 150s is too big Uh, the other note from that game was uh, Omar Bugel was absolute beast in the air, just playing off Wilson. And I think I'm right in saying he won every duel in the game. Um, in the first half, he was, I wouldn't say unplayable, but he was unplayable in respect of winning everything in the air. And he won a few that he had absolutely no right to win. Uh, Donny were very, very weak in the first half. They looked they looked a little bit timid, a little bit scared, to be honest. Um mm. Couldn't see how they're going to turn it around. And I've, I've read a couple of people say it was a fantastic tactical change by McSheffrey, which I don't really agree with because it didn't really... Sutton took the foot off the gas more than anything. Uh, Donny dropped another man back, which did help a little bit. Uh, but 95 times out of 100, they weren't going to score one goal, let alone two in the last few minutes. So that's a little bit results-orientated. But for the first half, Sutton looked very good. Donny... Uh, I think they're going to be in for up and down with a lot of down this season. 
in terms of smash and grabs, none more so than I noticed Warsaw at Newport last week. Warsaw came out with a 0.01 XG. Remember Newport, the, the Warsaw goal was a Newport own goal. I think I had a look and they only had also only had one touch in the Newport box and still came away with a with a one nil win. So uh, two kind of smash and grabs there where um yeah just the the, the trails and tribulations I guess of um of, of, of trying to back football teams when you when you think you've nailed it. Anything can go your way. Bad news for Arthur Dane Oliver better I think with um yeah. Jake Young getting a getting a run now it seems and Andy Cook frustratingly finding his scoring boots a year too late. But <laughs> yeah it's probably it's probably more annoying that Andy Cook looks quite sharp when he's replaced mm. Oliver. Um, and Jake Young, as I mentioned pre-season, he could be a bit of a flyer, and he's he looked pretty sharp. He's only he's not played a full game yet, so I'm not getting carried away. But looks like he's getting a decent partnership with Cook. Um, Oliver looked okay, but he's not really missed a lot of chances. To be fair, um, the other one was for Rochdale, Jake Ball, who has been a decent open play threat in both home games so far been quite further forward than last season. Uh, I noticed that away he played quite a deep role, um, but he also took and scored a penalty in midweek. Now, Ian Henderson wasn't on the pitch, and he did say afterwards when they interviewed Jake Ball, he said, uh, I think I think Henderson will take, was supposed to take them, but he wasn't on the pitch, so I just grabbed the ball and took it. Now, history and sort of experience, if you like, tells us that normally when that happens, the person keeps the penalties, don't they, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I would verse probably 70-30, he keeps the penalties now. He's not a massive price, but as an attacking player goes, if he is on the penalties, his price is fine. Um, yes, yeah, so that's worth, worth keeping an eye on Jake Ball at Rochdale. We are nothing if not um, continue to be superstitious on the Anytime Notebook. And uh, we've had a couple of weeks with a couple of winners. First, and what was significant about both of those weeks is that, John, you went first when you were giving uh, our first of our, our bets in our lucky 15. So I think it's only tradition that you lead us off with a player who we kind of half mentioned last week, missed a good opportunity um, for Carlisle last week as well, but he's, he's firmly in the notebook this week. Yeah, basically, I've nicked all your homework with this one. It's uh, it's Jack Armour, uh, best price about 20s at the moment. Uh, Carlisle at home to Swindon. Uh, there's a little bit of... Swindon have been a little bit wobbly as a start. They don't... Uh, you a few things coming out of the camp already. I think I mentioned in the League 2 preview, I wasn't sure how, how it would go with the assistant stepping up to head coach can cause a few little issues. Maybe you'll get it right, but a long trip to Carlisle is not really what you're looking for when you've got a pretty young side and you're trying to kickstart the season. Uh, I think Carlisle have been pretty impressive. They they look like they've got a little bit more depth than in recent seasons. They have got a few injuries in the lead up to this. Um, another player I noted in midweek was Sonny Hilton, who's on loan from Fulham. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good set piece delivery. I don't think he'll start on Saturday, but He's a name I've got an eye on if he does get in the team. They've just signed uh, the veteran Paul Huntington, which looks a great signing for this level. Um, he's got obviously gone back to his boyhood club. He, he won't be fit for tomorrow. Uh, the, the Another other player that's been missing for a while, right? I mean, he's been with Preston for years. Right? Yeah, he, he didn't play a lot in the last few seasons, but 
you've got to bear in mind that was obviously championship uh, mm. 34, so I'm sure he can do a, a decent job at this level. Um, ben, ben Barkley was, I was in two minds, Ben Barkley or Jack Armour. Uh, ben Barkley looks like he's an injury doubt, so going back to Armour, like you say, he's one of those players who, he's a bit speculative, a bit pop shotty, which I don't generally like, but he does get the odd chance from a set piece as well. With Barkley possibly missing, um, and I think there's another defensive doubt, he might go up for a few more set pieces. He normally goes up for about half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swindon giving up plenty of chances on the right side. It's a small sample, but all, all little extras. And at the, at the price, he's the biggest price for any Carlisle player. It looks absolutely fine. So Jack Armour to to start us off. Um, my thoughts there were there were two names immediately on my on my list, but none of them are backable. I, my thoughts on this weekend were the market's probably getting pretty tight. Hartlepool, as I said, I kind of opposed them in midweek. They were slap bang on my list this week. Um, they head to Northampton. Um, if I give John, if I'd have, you know already, but if I give you ten guesses, what price John Guthrie went off? I'm sure none of us would have arrived at six to one, which is way too short, but yes. for good reason, I guess. Uh, Doncaster were another one that. They head to Wimbledon. If you want to back Will Nightingale, the best you can probably get is about eight to one as well. So those two stood out, not really backable. My immediate thought was they very quickly got into Will Boyle territory very early. I thought one place where there might still be some mileage though is opposing Tranmere. Jordan Turnbull, I think, was back in midweek to try and arrest some of their defensive frailties, but they still lost over 50% of their aerial duels in, in their own box in midweek. Gillingham are interesting here. Max Aimer been known to frequent the, the notebook over the last few years, but how about a new name, Elkin Baggert, uh, Elkan Baggert, sorry, 19 years old, six foot four, on loan from Ipswich. A couple of goals from Indonesia, and it won't surprise you, John, to see that I've, to, to know that I've gone back through his history and seen what those goals look like. One towering header against Malaysia. He really is just a beast in the box. Like he's a little bit light on shots, but good with the ball at his feet. Nothing too much to write home about for Jills, but you know, wins almost everything in the air. You know, an Indonesian centre-back, Elkan Bagger, feels like he's got notebook legend written all over him. He's 20-1 to 1 this week to continue Tranmere's set-piece pain. Um, he's the first name into my list. Um, who have we got up next, John? Well, we're certainly going around the world this week. Um, <laughs> we've got we've got Aristote Nisala. Hope I pronounced that right. Best price twenty fives. The Fleetwood away at Morecambe. Uh, now, regular listeners will know that Morecambe almost auto get against. Really, uh, to be fair, this season their stats look a little bit better so far. Mainly with the signing of uh, Rawson coming from Mansfield, who's a bit of a beast, and he's won the most duels by a defender in the league. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but they're still giving up enough. Fleetwood feel to me that they're on the up a little bit. They uh, Another bit of a, a little bit of an under-the-radar start. They, they've they been linked with uh, Mendes Gomez from Luton on loan this week and buying Stockton outright, which would obviously be a big strength and... Um, I think from the way Scott Brown's talking, I've heard a few things where he's mentioned putting more stock on aerial and set pieces and being more combative, as you might expect uh, from his playing style, but it doesn't always reflect. And they are actually, they're starting to win a few more aerial duels as a team. Nothing major, but it's just creeping up slowly. Now, Nasala, he, um, Fleetwood, sorry, scored from a corner against Wigan in midweek. 
Masala won the first header and it just headed it back in the box really but it was it was a good header to win uh, last weekend which is where he came to my attention he had two fair chances from corners uh, XG total of 0.45 which is which is absolutely fine it's, it's very high for a centre back uh, career record nothing to our home about at all but these are this is one of those spots where if if I'm right about Fleetwood improving in this area someone's got to get the goal so he seems as likely as anyone and he's pretty much the biggest price. So, Aristote Nisala. Nice one. Uh, two 20 to one shots, a 25 to one shot. I can beat both of those, John. My, my last selection is one that, nothing really to back this up other than the visual eye test. So I was at Stoke last week, plenty to take from that game. You can you can read a pop on my, my match report on the site. Connor Taylor won almost everything in the air. He scored three times for Bristol Rovers last year. Had a monster week against Morecambe in the Carabao Cup. You know, five from seven aerial duels, one within their, within their box. Three really good chances. Loads of XG coming his way. Obviously, that was Morecambe, but you know Huddersfield don't look up to much already this season. I thought twenty-eight to one was huge, considering you know Aidan Flint probably takes up plenty of the set-piece market, you know, but he's he's far from the only threat I think that, that Stoke possess. And if if Huddersfield are following Flint around from set-piece, and that's even better news for our selection. I thought Connor Taylor was just kind of a, a soft pencil in the um in the match program for for me as I came out, thinking, yeah, probably backable at a, a big enough price and. I saw it midweek when he got priced up. Double the price he is elsewhere, but Skybet going 28 to 1, which looks well worth a play. Uh, there was a, just a couple of other names, I think. John on our on our list, Birmingham at Cardiff tomorrow. There's a player that's kind of taking the eye and might be a bit of value in um in some of the shots and the in the anytime markets as well. Do you wanna do you wanna lead us off with who we identified for for blues? <laughs> Yeah, place place your trust in our in Austin Trusty. Indeed, another we got some uh, got some fantastic new names this week. I think for a lot of people, um, he he's looked just he's looked quite solid in both starts so far. He's on loan from Arsenal. He's a centre back for Birmingham, six foot four. Played a lot of games in America for his age. Um, and what you you can look up the Indonesia league. I can watch some MLS. <laughs> years ago where nothing click a highlight and nothing happens and you think what am I doing in my life but, um, <laughs> he scored a few but numbers suggest that he could have easily had a few more with another setup he's looked um, I wouldn't say majorly threatening but he, there's been enough in both games and I like it as well because a lot of Birmingham's XG is coming from set pieces at the moment mm-hmm. there's not, not a lot of open play uh, being a being a televised game as well, I always find you, you do get a better price because it, it's a bit more competitive. There's probably more people playing the market. Um, so it's one of those, he'll probably drift again tomorrow, uh, 12.30 kickoff. You might even get 25, 28 any time by, by the start of the game. I think that's worth a risk. Probably a low-scoring game, but... Anything else that I've missed there that you like about him? The same as you, really. Look to get forward down the left-hand side. A good, it looks like he carries the ball well at his, at his feet. I had to keep scrolling down but to get to his name before I came to one plus and two plus shots, which was which was good. So yeah, backed him in the in some of the shots markets already. 
But yeah, so the only other one was uh, Rotherham against Reading, obvious mm-hmm. match. Everyone probably looked at it, but I just couldn't find any Rotherham player that I could get excited about at the prices, despite Reading looking as vulnerable as they always do from set pieces. Mm-hmm. It, it strikes me that it is a game that Rotherham will probably score from a set piece, but I don't know about you, but the price, like you mentioned earlier, some of the prices this season have shortened so quickly. Uh, and some of some of them for no reason, so you can't force it. And I just couldn't find anything. No, I agree. It's um, you don't get long in this game, do you? To to pick up on teams' vulnerabilities from set pieces, and you find out, you know, the data is already kind of telling a telling lots of punters and lots of layers the story about what's happening. And it's um, you know, you got to you got to what it means for us. You got to work a little bit hard. I guess to find a bit of value and um I think that's just about what we've done. Um John, thanks for joining us again. Good luck whatever anyone's backing. Uh, let us know on social media what floats your boat this weekend. Um we shall hopefully return with stories of um being paid out and Indonesian uh, center halves um drawing lots of goals. Um John, thanks for joining us and we'll speak again next week. Thanks mate. Talk to you next week.